in this week's market update. Shares start 2023 on the front foot and earnings are quickly in focus as fourth quarter results season begins. Stock markets got off to a strong start at the beginning of 2023 with the holiday shortened first trading week of the year delivering healthy gains on both sides of the Atlantic. The S&P 500 enjoyed a 2.3% jump on Friday after the monthly jobs data pointed towards a softish landing for the US economy. That led to a 1.4% rise over four days. The Nasdaq was up 0.9% over the same period. Meanwhile, over here, the FTSE 100 pushed higher and is now above 7,700, close to an all-time high. And there were gains in continental Europe too, as inflation continued to fall. The strong start for financial markets is in stark contrast to the economic headlines, especially here in the UK, where the first week of the year continued to be impacted by widespread strikes. And the expectation is that we're heading into a prolonged recession that may last throughout 2023. It's a timely reminder that markets and the economy march to a different beat, with investors looking through current headlines to what they anticipate six months to a year ahead. This explains why 2022 was such a difficult year for the markets as this year's recession was priced in and why 2023 may turn out to be better for investors as they look to recovery next year. The jobs data on Friday in the US were inconclusive. On the one hand, job creation was slightly lower than in the previous month, suggesting that the Fed's aggressive tightening of interest rates last year is starting to take effect. On the other hand, 223,000 new jobs was a bit better than expected and the unemployment rate at 3.5% was lower than forecast and lower than the previous month. So there was something in the data for both bulls and bears, but after a year in which US shares fell by nearly 20%, that was enough for the market to stabilise somewhat. Hope springs eternal at this time of the year. Perhaps the key piece of data related to wage growth, which at 4.6% was slightly lower than in the previous month. The big fear for central banks is that the inflation triggered by the pandemic reopening and soaring energy costs will become entrenched in wage bargaining expectations. So signs that the labour market is cooling are encouraging. The market is now pricing in a peak in US interest rates of 4.9% in June down from a 5.1% forecast a month ago, with a 4.5% target for the end of the year as the Fed starts to ease policy as it pivots to supporting the economy rather than single-mindedly focusing on defeating inflation as it is currently. Many market watchers consider a peaking in inflation and interest rates to be a key trigger for a bottoming out of the last year's bear market. So another key data point will be this Thursday's US inflation data. The current expectation is that consumer price inflation will slow again to 6.6% from 7.1% a month ago. That will be the lowest rate of inflation since October 2021. Recent inflation prints in Europe have pointed in the same direction, with clear evidence emerging that inflation is rolling over as the year-on-year comparisons become more favourable. Here in the UK too, inflation is starting to fall, although many expect us to have a longer-lasting inflation problem than in most other markets. A key focus for investors this year is going to be the extent to which the economic slowdown feeds through into corporate earnings, 
So all eyes will be on the fourth quarter results season, which kicks off on Friday. As usual, the US banks are the first to unveil their figures, with other leading companies announcing over the next few weeks. Last year's bear market for US stocks was largely about a reduction in the market's valuation multiple, as investors became more risk-averse. But earnings, the other side of the price calculation, have held up pretty well so far. In a recession, this is rarely the case. On average, earnings have tended to fall by around 18% during recessions. So whether or not the US economy can dodge a serious downturn in activity will be key to whether the market bumps along at today's level or takes another leg lower. Earnings are doubly important because if investors do feel that they are likely to fall this year, then the current valuation multiple of around 17 times forecast profits is unlikely to hold. A double whammy of lower earnings and a lower multiple could see the S&P 500 fall back to 3,500 or lower. The next few weeks will be key. Current expectations are for a 3% fall in fourth quarter earnings, with similar modest declines in the first two quarters of this year. If that's as bad as it gets, markets will probably breathe a sigh of relief and move on. On this side of the pond, recession is now a near certainty. This week's GDP data for the UK is expected to show a 0.3% decline month on month in November. Having fallen in the third quarter, a further fall in fourth quarter GDP would meet the traditional definition of a recession, two quarterly declines on the trot. Meanwhile, in Europe, this week brings industrial production data, which will shine a light on how likely a recession is in continental Europe. Again, the expectation is baked in that we will see a recession in Europe, which, as we know, is particularly vulnerable to the ongoing economic impact of the war in Ukraine, which looks likely to drag on into a second year as we approach the anniversary of the invasion last February. For the first time in a long time, shares have some competition from other asset classes, including bonds and cash. So asset allocation is a more interesting and a challenging exercise than it has been. The yield on the two-year Treasury bond is currently 4.3% and the 10-year is at 3.6%. In the run-up to further yield contraction, if, as expected, interest rates start to fall later in the year, those are competitive income levels compared with shares. Even cash is starting to look like more than a non-earning asset that investors would only hold as dry powder or as protection against market volatility. Investors prepared to lock in their cash for a year or two are now able to match those bond yields with no risk to their capital. Of course, a 3 or 4% return will not look so clever if the January rally turns out to have legs. And with half of that gain already booked in the first week of the year, cautious investors may learn to their cost that there is a price to pay for the security of cash, especially in an environment where inflation is running twice as high. Of course, investors are not required to make big bets either way. A well-diversified portfolio will hold a mixture of shares, bonds and cash, and a steady drip-feeding approach to investing in the market would ensure that even if the bottom is not yet in place for shares, investors can pick up investments at favourable prices and be fully invested when the low point is in due course reached. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. 
This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.